Pure, authentic conversation. That's soulfully casual. So grab your favorite beverage, sit in your favorite chair. Here is your host, Maddie Ice. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Soulfully Casual podcast, hosted by Maddie Ice. As always, I'm your host, Maddie Ice. This is a Maddie Ice Media Network production, and I hope that you had a great weekend and are coming into this week enthusiastic, energized, and just looking to kick some ass. Uh, as for me, I'm feeling a little bit down in the dumps, and it's not necessarily down in the dumps in a mental health perspective. It's about the way that I feel in terms of my body, and it's about the way that I have been treating this body for the last couple of months. And I feel like this podcast is a cathartic thing at times, but I know that a lot of people struggle with weight loss. And I know that a lot of people struggle with body image. So I wanted to kind of get out front on that one. Uh, first of all, if you want to connect with the show, Instagram, Soulfully Casual Podcast, that is the handle. And of course, on Twitter, it is Matty Ice Media uh, and also www.mattyicemedia.com for all of your podcasting needs. I've recently been connecting with a lot of podcasters through the Good, app, Good Pods app, excuse me, and I find it a really helpful venue to not only find other podcasts, but to find other people like myself. As you know, uh, finding your way in this very large sea of podcasting can be really difficult, and sometimes you can feel alone in it. And it's nice to have connected with a bunch of people that are in the same boat as me, whether their show is big or not. Uh, we're all starting out the same way. We are all in it for the same reason, and that is content creation and also genuine and authentic connection with the listeners that we have. And it's easy to do that through social media and the Good Pods app, of course. But in doing so, I have discovered a podcast called Health Talks with JD, and he does a lot of great work uh, in the health industry. And I'm talking about mental health and physical health. Uh, they do a lot of you know podcasting episodes about your mental health right now they are focusing on the 100 days of mental health awareness and i think the hashtag is hashtag 100 days of mental health or something like that i will definitely get that for you uh, if you are looking for it it will be in the information on this podcast but i was listening to them the other day and i was listening to their episode on body shaming and it got me to thinking about what i do to myself and it got me to thinking about where i have been the last couple of months really uh, not the probably like the last year to be honest with you uh, fast forward a little bit. If you've listened to some of my earlier episodes, you know that I had a very long uh, journey with weight loss, and you know that I had a heart attack when I was 27, that I was 312 pounds, and that I really had to rethink everything in my life and reprioritize so many things in my life to the point that I became a marathon runner, a boxer, and all of that. To even today, as I feel a little bit ashamed of where I am, health is still a priority for me. It's just there's some other barriers that seem to be getting in the way. And right now, I'm nowhere near what I once was. I still prioritize exercise. It's the eating part that has been really, really difficult for me. And I want it to be a little bit out there because we are getting close to that time of year, the holiday season, where it becomes more and more difficult. And then, of course, headed into the wintertime, it's even more difficult because it feels so you know, tough to get outside. It feels so difficult to be motivated because if you live in the region of the country like where I do, we have cold weather, not a lot of sunshine, and it's very difficult to feel motivated, especially when you have to be indoors. If you are also somebody who's indoors because of the pandemic, uh, you're still a little bit hesitant in getting out there. The whole thing can be soul crushing in many, many different ways, and that's a whole other discussion as far as mental health is concerned. 
but for me I've just had a really hard time getting things back into control. Last year around this time I was losing weight like crazy. I had gained a ton of weight when my son was born. I think that that's pretty uh, normal. It's pretty common if you will. That had been starting a little bit beforehand with the stress of my job. I was you know working a lot of hours uh, trying to finish out a project that I had spent the last four years starting and wanted to see to completion and then I moved on to another project but in doing so I really let things go I stopped prioritizing exercise I stopped prioritizing good eating my clothes started fitting worse I started feeling a lot worse about myself my body felt like it was starting to break down and that's what has gotten me to this point today but last year around this time I really had honed in on things I did some intermittent fasting that had really helped and I shed something like 30 pounds and I felt fantastic it had been the lightest I had felt in a long time I was fitting in clothes, I was backing into clothes that I hadn't fit in in quite a long time, and it was really, really good. Heading into the Thanksgiving holiday, I felt as if I earned that meal. I earned the ability to kind of do whatever I want, and that really went all the way through to Christmas. And honestly, it went all the way through until probably the springtime, somewhere about then, maybe March, and it, it's hard to get out of. And I've noticed that I have been in this pattern in which I've been unable to snap myself mentally out of the way that I eat. A food for me is an emotional crutch. It always has been. Growing up, uh, I wasn't really afforded a healthy relationship with food as my mom, who was a gym nut and a health nut at the time, uh, my deceased mother was a gym nut and a health nut at the time. Uh, you know, I was really not allowed to have many things in the house. And I don't know how much of it was for my own good or how much of it was because, I don't know, there was a level of control or something like that. But I didn't have my first sugared soda until I was in college. There are so many things that I have never tried in my life or had never tried until I got to college and became an adult. And even now I see food as this emotional crutch. I think because I wasn't allowed to have it, I generally tended to gravitate toward it when I was allowed to have it. And when did I associate myself with being allowed to have it? That would be at the holiday season. And so it does get harder for me during the holidays. And I recognize now two weeks out from Halloween or about two weeks out from Halloween, I really need to get some things in order before we get to Thanksgiving and Christmas time because I don't want to keep feeling like this. Uh, my eating habits have been somewhat of a two-pronged thing. They've been part emotional. And I think the last few months, especially with everything going on with my mom, uh, everything going on in life, you know, but more specifically, I think I was starting to grieve my mom a little bit earlier than I really thought that I was. Couple that with the fact that the pandemic seemed to get better. I was feeling great in the springtime when we had the vaccine and we were starting to do some normal things. And then it seemed as if things started to close off a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. And that's really started to get to me. I will be perfectly honest with you about that. And I think all of that has lent itself to me wanting to use food again as an emotional crutch. And I think that that is, has been what's happened. The big difference between now and when all of this started back in 2010 is I recognize that behavior today. It's not something that I'm completely unaware of or completely in denial of. It's also a weird headspace to be in with that because while I was in denial before, I was blissfully ignorant to what was happening. I didn't really take into consideration how much damage I was doing. And that's what makes it even harder now is the fact that I know what I'm doing. I can recognize the behavior. I can recognize the fact that I'm using it as a crutch. And I can also recognize the fact that I can't seem to bring myself out of it. And I think that's the worst part is not being able to bring myself out of it. You know, wanting my health to be a priority, wanting eating to be a priority. Uh, it's stuck. It, it sucks that I'm not able to bring myself out of it and started starting to prioritize it. And I was thinking to myself, what would be a good way to keep myself accountable? What would be a good way to snap myself out of it? Well, I started thinking of a few things. 
First, and it's the worst thing that I did, was look at myself in the mirror and look at the clothes that I was fitting into. I think sometimes when you get to where I am or anywhere like this, self-hate starts to come into play. And I don't know about anybody else who's listening out there, but I am easily my biggest critic. And I think that goes for many, many people in this world, unless of course you are somebody who has a large ego and doesn't think that you have anything to improve on. I think for the most part, we criticize ourselves much more than anybody else could criticize us. I say this a lot at my job. I say this a lot in the confines of my marriage that no matter what you say or no matter what uh, analysis you have of me, it's going to fail in comparison to what I have. Uh, you know, everything that's in my head is way worse than what anybody else could come up with. I still struggle sometimes with thinking about mistakes that I made 20 years ago. I still struggle with days in which I've struggled in food. I mean, that's another thing. So I think the self-hate part is coming about a little bit and it's a difficult cycle to break myself of. When I look in the mirror and I look at the clothes that I'm not fitting into anymore, I sometimes just get discouraged. And that's in the middle of having a really great week when I get back to the routine that I was in, get back to a much more balanced way of living and eating. And then I sort of self-sabotage myself. And I think that that comes into play a lot. And this is where the mental element comes in. Um, you know, when I look and say, gosh, how could I have let things get this bad? And so what do I do? I go and eat a brownie. Or how could I let things get this bad? And I completely forget about the goals that I have set myself for, with. The goals that I know are most important, right? This is what's going to keep me alive. It's what's going to keep me healthy so that I can be the best husband and father and everything else that I want to achieve in this life. Um, right now, I think, you know, there's no way out of this. But I know that that's not true. I know that in no way is this an unfixable problem, but I think sometimes it gets to that point where you feel as if there's no way out. And if you feel that way, if you feel like you've constantly been going through this yo-yo over and over and over and over again, I think that it's natural to feel like it's never going to end, that it's a cycle that's never going to end. But when you talk about accountability, how could I keep myself accountable? Well, the first way was looking in the mirror, that didn't work. So what would be the second way? Well, let's make this public. Let's put this out there for other people to listen to. Let's give my vulnerabilities the chance to marinate with some people. And who are the perfect people for that? Well, you, the listener, you, the audience. Because I know that at some point in some place, whether it's food or whether it's any other type of emotional crutch that you have, you have leaned into it and felt the same way that I have, been unable to get out of your own way, and you feel so ashamed that you have let yourself get this way. And I know that there are some people listening to this that may feel that way right now, that it's not something that you felt before, it's something that you're feeling today. And part of my job in this is to be authentic, it's to be transparent with you, and transparent to the point that I'm letting you know that I suffer from many of the same vulnerabilities as you do. It may not seem that way because I'm putting myself out here via this podcast in a way that seems so vulnerable that how could I have any vulnerability issues? Well, you know what? I do. And I have vulnerability issues when it comes to admitting to the fact that I'm letting myself down when it comes to my health. And I need to get that back. I said this was a two-pronged thing and some of it had a lot to do with emotional instability lately between my mother's death, between everything going on in my job, and just the pandemic and life and struggling sometimes as a parent, struggling to find that uh, me time, if you will. And it's funny because you think, well, you're a, you're a parent, how could you need me time? One of the biggest things that I struggle with in life in general is balance. I want balance, I seek out balance. It's one thing that I've talked many, many times with my therapist about is trying to get out of old 
uh, habits, if you will, old habits that are born from my childhood, old habits that are born from learned behavior that were passed down to me. And all of this learned behavior lends itself to the food era. That's where I punish myself the most. I don't punish myself in, you know, like self-mutilation or not letting myself be successful in anything else. I punish myself with food. But also when you couple that with an addictive personality. So many might think addictive as in drugs or alcohol or, or what have you. I think I've been open on this show about the fact that my father is an alcoholic. Um, he, you know, I don't say was. I say is because while he has recovered, it's always there. And what we have come to learn about addiction is that it is a chemical imbalance. It is something that the person has little control over for the most part. That once you go down that road, it's very, very difficult. And while there is an element of that in a, in a way, I think at some point we all have something that we get addicted to. And there's so many things that you can't get addicted to, but it, not all of them are the same as drugs or alcohol where they can have catastrophically devastating effects. But for me, I get addicted to many things in a way that doesn't feel, um, you know, there's no malice in it. I get addicted to learning. I get addicted to wanting to be the best that I can be. And I think I said that on this show a couple of episodes ago about when I find something new, when I find something that I'm passionate about, I wanna go all in. And I wanna go all in because I wanna be the best I can be. You know, I've had people say to me in the podcasting realm would be like, well, why do you need to keep getting better? You're already fulfilling this dream. And while that is true, that's my goal. I always wanna get better. I wanna learn what can make this product better. What can I do to make myself better as a personality, as a host, as somebody who is, I mean, think about all the things that I'm doing. I'm hosting this show. I'm hosting some other shows. I'm producing some other shows. And I'm promoting all of the stuff that's on Maddie Ice Media. And that's a lot to handle. And this is a job. This isn't my job. This is a hobby, right? We don't really get paid for what we are doing here, at least not yet. But it's something that I'm very passionate about. And if you go back to the early episodes of every single show that's on the Maddie Ice Media Network page, you will hear growth. You will hear that evolution, improvement. And to me, that is something to really, really feel proud of, right? And when I think about all the shows that I'm putting out now and all the exposure that I'm giving them, the people that I know that are listening to them can hear that improvement. And I feel good about putting my name on it. And that comes the same way with my body. I should feel good about putting my name on it. I should feel good about what I'm seeing and what I'm looking at in the mirror. But that addictive personality sometimes can lend itself to eating, where I'm addicted to the, the feeling of sort of like self-pity or self-hate, if you will. I'm addicted to the feeling of sugar. And sugar is addicting, right? There's something about eating those types of foods that gives you a mental boost that has nothing to do with nutrition. It doesn't make you feel any better physically. It makes you feel better mentally. But yet at the same time, it also, it's, so it's like having a Red Bull and vodka or something like that. It gives you a high high and a low low. And that's not the point of all of this, right? We want to be more even keeled. And there's that balance that I talk about really striving to find. And I need to find it with food. And so coming clean about what I've been struggling with here allows me to do that because I listen back to all of my episodes and listening back to my own words, my own vulnerabilities as it relates to this food stuff, uh, that to me is going to be very, very powerful. And I'm looking for this to be the catalyst to jumpstart me and snap me out of this place that I keep having this bad cycle of just sabotaging myself. So what are some things that I can do and maybe you can do to get out of your own way and stop sabotaging yourself? Well, the first thing I think you can, you can do and we can all do is love ourselves. Self-love does not come naturally. I think we are more inclined to be critical of ourselves, to hate ourselves, 
because society tells us that there are so many things wrong with us or that there are so many things that we can fix about ourselves. But self-love is extremely important and not just in getting to where you want to go in life, but in making so many things fulfilling. I mean, think about just a relationship in general. How can you love somebody else unconditionally if you don't love yourself? And I think about this when it comes to my son, is that I'm going to love him no matter what, no matter what he does within most things within reason, but no matter what he does, I'm going to love him and I want him to understand that I love him unconditionally. But if I don't love myself unconditionally, what kind of a message am I sending to him? I'm saying, don't do what I do, but listen to what I say, right? And that's a mixed message. And I want him to know that he needs to not only love everybody unconditionally that he loves in his life, but you need to love yourself unconditionally. And that's the hardest thing to do. And I think that's at the core of this problem. I think there's a lot of things that I can do that are, you know, put in practice that would obviously help less snacking, uh, you know, less eating after six o'clock, go back to intermittent fasting. I mean, there are so many tricks that I did or things that I did that were very, very successful. Eat more fruits and vegetables, obviously less meat, more plant-based. Like there's a lot of things that I can do, exercise more and put a priority on real exercise. Get back to having fun when exercising. And that's one thing I realized is that I actually like being athletic. I like exercising. I like exertion. It's something that actually is fun. I don't see it as a chore. But I think trying to fit it in when working from home every day, which has been an interesting challenge. Most would say, well, you work from home. How could you not fit working out in? Well, when you're working at home all the time, the expectation is that you're sitting at your computer all day. And sometimes I think we feel less inclined or less motivated to leave and do something because I think the expectation is that if we can't be gone and then all of a sudden every single day gets away from us and we don't know where the time went, you know, stuff like that. And I think that there are so many things that I can put into practice that would help me out. But the first thing that I need to do is look at myself in the mirror and you need to do this for yourself too. No matter what it is that you're going through, if it's something that you feel that you have let yourself down on, look at yourself in the mirror and understand that this is the person that I am today. All of the good traits, all the faults, everything. That's who I am today. And if there's something that I want to fix, well, I can fix it. I can go ahead and fix it. But in order to start that journey, I and you have to love yourself and myself first and foremost. And so I am going to look at myself in the mirror tonight and say to myself, I love who I am. I love Matty Ice because this person, no matter what my faults are right now, no matter what I have let my body get to, no matter what I have allowed my mind to get to when it comes to food, it's fixable. There's always a second chance, and I think we need to remember that. And that's the other thing. Give yourself chances to make mistakes. Mistakes are how we improve. Mistakes are how we learn. No matter how old you are listening to this, whether you're in your teens or whether you're in your 60s, we all learn something, and we all learn something from making mistakes. I think it's one of the most valuable lessons that we learn in life and it's one of the most valuable lessons we can teach as a parent. Also the hardest lesson to teach as a parent because we don't like to see our children fail or somebody that we love fail. It's the worst because you wanna protect those people around you that you love. But sometimes letting them fall on their face is the best thing for them. And I think in this case, I need to recognize that, okay, I've made some mistakes. I've let myself get back to a lot of old habits that haven't really reared their head in a while. And it's time to say, you're okay, you're a good person, 
you rock, let's get going. And that's what I'm going to do. If you connect with the show, Soulfully Casual Podcast on Instagram, Maddie Ice Media on Twitter, let me know what you're struggling with. Let me know what is something that you have let yourself go with. Do you feel ashamed about something? Do you feel like you can't get out of whatever rut it is that you're in? Let me know. Connect with the show. It's what I want. I want to hear those stories. Uh, Check out Health Talks with JD if you're into something on the health realm. Uh, He's doing great work. He's a great person. I've connected with him on Twitter so many times. And remember, 100 days of mental health is very, very important. Uh, You need to take care of yourself first and foremost before you can take care of others. And I think sometimes if we are either a caregiver or a parent in some fashion, we forget that. But it's extremely, extremely important. Also, check out MattySMedia.com for all the other podcasts that we host and support. We're trying to put out a lot of work here, and we're trying to reward your listenership with genuine, authentic stuff. And, you know, it, it's a passion project of mine, and I'm going to continue to go all in on it because it's you, the listener, that mean the most to me in this world. And I want you to be rewarded for your listening time and your support of this show. So I take nothing for granted i take none of you for granted when it comes to who listens to this show and i will always do my best to give you my most genuine self and give you a reason to keep on listening so i hope that you have a great rest of the week i will talk to you on thursday hug your loved ones hard live life to the fullest and i will see you down the road peace the opinions and viewpoints expressed on the soulfully casual podcast are those of Matty Ice and not necessarily those of the Matty Ice Media Network. The Soulfully Casual podcast is exclusively owned by Matty Ice and is brought to you by the Matty Ice Media Network.